Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to The Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, back with some more scary stories and creepy tales. Thank you for tuning in to The Haunted Collection. To any new listeners out there, I appreciate you stopping by to listen to the episodes. We are now available on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, and probably other places I don't even know about yet, but it's spread out and I am very happy of that. I'm also happy that this is the 100th episode. Yes, that's right, episode 100 So that's pretty awesome to have been doing this for the past years. I hope I can keep doing it some more. I do have an announcement, but first I want to invite you to MyHauntedDolls.com and be sure to shop in the store to buy any of the books I've written. Get your autographed copy today. It's the only place you can get them autographed. Otherwise, you can find them on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, There's even a couple of them on audiobook, if you prefer that method. Also, you'll notice on MyHauntedDolls.com, there is a link to my new Redbubble store, where you can buy all kinds of merchandise with my designs on them, mostly featuring my haunted dolls and items, and also some of my book covers, the website logo. You'll find t-shirts, coffee mugs, hats... Uh, home accessories like throw blankets, uh, comforters. There's artwork that you can hang on the wall. There's just all kinds of things, even dresses and skirts out there with my designs on them. So please go to Redbubble. If you want to go there directly, just look up Kevin Kane or look up My Haunted Dolls and they should pop up there or just go to MyHauntedDolls.com and follow the link. And I do appreciate your going out there and supporting us. We definitely appreciate that. Speaking of support, we still have a Patreon account. Patreon.com forward slash MyHauntedDolls if you want to become a patron. And speaking of links out there on the website, there's a link on the link page to my YouTube channel, My Haunted Dolls, so you can go out there and watch the videos that I've created with the uh, sessions I've done with the Haunted Dolls and some of my investigations. So please do go out there and check those out. And be sure to subscribe, hit the like button, hit the bell for notifications. And I hope you're following this show here Make sure you're following it on Podbeam if you're listening to it there or wherever you're listening to it. Now for the announcement. In a couple of weeks, uh, my elderly father is going to be going in to get his knee replaced again, followed by a recuperative period. And since I'm his caregiver, I'm going to be busy with that. So it may be a few weeks where I'm on hiatus. If I can, I'll come back and do some short episodes with just one story. But uh, if not, hopefully I'll be back by late July or early August. So 
I should be able to get an early July episode out before that. So stay tuned for that, hopefully. And speaking of episodes, episode 100, let's get it going. Got some good creepy stories picked out here. And the first one is simply called Residential Elevator. There was a young boy named Kenneth who lived with his parents. When his father got a new job in the city, the family moved into the top floor of an apartment, an old residential building. Every evening when Kenneth came home from school, he had to take a long elevator ride to the 25th floor as this was a very tall building. After a few days, he began to get a horrible feeling whenever he stepped into the elevator. He couldn't quite explain why, but for some reason, he had the distinct impression that he was being watched. He also thought he could hear strange whispers and mutterings as the elevator ascended to the top floor. One evening, when he arrived home from school, he saw some other boys who lived in the same building. They were a few years older than him, and he noticed that they avoided the elevator altogether. He caught up with them as they walked up the stairs. And when he asked the boys why they weren't taking the elevator, they told him about some rumors that had been circulating among the kids who lived in the building. Apparently, all of the other children who lived there thought that the elevator was haunted. They said they heard disturbing shrieks and moans coming from the elevator shaft. They also told him about a kid who had gone missing in the residential building only a few months before he and his parents moved in. Kenneth had a sinking feeling in his stomach as he listened to the story the older boys told him. The boy was still listed as a missing person. The adults thought he must have been kidnapped, and the police were still investigating. But the kids suspected that it had something to do with the old elevator. And that was why they avoided using it whenever possible. When Kenneth reached the top of the stairs, he ran into his apartment and breathlessly told his mother about the unsettling stories the older boys had shared with him. She just laughed and dismissed them as the typical rumors and legends that kids and teenagers always like to use 
to scare each other. His mother said that there was no such thing as a haunted elevator, and it was childish to believe such outlandish tales. Still, Kenneth could not help being terrified of the old elevator. He took to using the stairs as much as possible, even though it was a very long climb, and it left him tired and out of breath. The only time he would use the elevator was when his mother or father were with him. He figured that nothing would happen to him as long as one of his parents was there to protect him. One evening, Kenneth came home late after football practice. He was deathly tired, and was really dreading having to climb the stairs. He walked into the lobby of the residential building, and breathed a sigh of relief when he saw his mother standing there, with her back to him, waiting for the elevator. The doors opened. And she stepped inside. So Kenneth jumped in after her. The elevator doors closed, and that's when he realized that the light was not working. They were in complete darkness. Kenneth broke out into a cold sweat. They started to go up. And in the darkness, the frightened boy heard an eerie, chuckling sound. "Mom, did you hear that?" he asked nervously. As the elevator ascended, the chuckling grew louder. It sounded like evil laughter. That—that's the sound I told you about, Mom," he said, shaking with fear. A chill ran down his spine when he heard a deep voice reply, "You really believed I was your mother?" Ooh, that gave me the willies, but I really liked it, and I hope you did too. So now that we've got the creep factor risen up there, let's go ahead with the next story. Have you ever thought about how such an ordinary object could turn out to be something so dangerous? Just something that you would have every day lying around your house. This story is about such an object. Of course, me being involved in haunted items, I just had to share it. <laughs> and it's an old story. This was inspired by an old story from Uruguay about a young girl who is struck down by a mysterious illness. This is P. 
Hello. There was a young girl named Alicia who moved with her parents to a new town. They rented a big old house that was sparsely furnished. Alicia slept in the downstairs bedroom while her parents slept upstairs. After they had been living there a few weeks, Alicia's parents noticed that she was growing very thin. As the days went on, her health seemed to get worse and worse. Then the poor girl came down with a mysterious illness and was confined to bed. The doctor came to examine her and he told her, told her parents, that she was suffering from anemia. All she needed was some rest, he said, and soon she would be as good as new. At least they hoped. However, despite what the doctor said, Alicia's condition continued to get worse and worse. Her skin was gray and pallid. Her cheeks were sunken, and there were dark circles around her eyes. Her parents were distraught and had no idea what to do. While Alicia slept in her bed, her mother and father paced back and forth restlessly, wondering what could be the cause of her mysterious illness. Day by day, and hour by hour, the poor girl grew worse and worse. She was so weak, she could barely move. Alicia was fading fast, and the life was ebbing from her veins. She was deathly pale, and her body was shriveled and withered. She started to have hallucinations and began screaming out in terror and babbling incoherently in a weak voice. Finally, Alicia lost consciousness and died. Her parents were inconsolable. They held a funeral service and buried their beloved daughter in the town cemetery. The day after the funeral, Alicia's mother was stripping the sheets off her daughter's bed when she noticed something on the pillow. There were two red stains in the white material. When she picked up the pillow, she noticed it was unusually heavy. So she called her husband to come and take a look at it. As the parents examined the pillow closely, the mother suddenly let out a scream. She felt something moving inside. The father fetched a knife 
and slit open the pillow, emptying the feathers on the floor. As the parents watched in horror, something crawled out of the pile of feathers, slowly moving its hairy legs. It was a monstrous black spider. So swollen with blood that they could scarcely make out its mouth. Night after night, as Alicia lay in bed, this hairy abomination had been stealthily sucking all of the blood from her body and slowly draining her life away. And alas, they had discovered the cause of poor Alicia's illness. So next time you're laying in bed and feel something moving in your pillow, better toss it to the floor and make sure you flatten it because you never know what might be inside there ready and waiting to suck your life out as well. Since it's our 100th episode, I want to do two little bonus creepy stories. And one is really good. Now, I love traveling. I love staying in motels. But my favorite are the haunted ones. And this one is right up that alley. It's called The Keyhole. A man went to a hotel and walked up to the front desk to check in. The woman at the desk gave him his key and told him that on the way to his room there was a door with no number that was locked and no one was allowed in there. Especially, no one should look inside the room under any circumstances. So he followed the instructions of the woman at the front desk, going straight to his room and going to bed. The next night, his curiosity would not leave him alone about the room with no number on the door. He walked down the hall to the door and tried the handle. Sure enough, it was locked. He bent down and looked through the wide keyhole. Cold air passed through it, chilling the surface of his eye. What he saw was a hotel bedroom like his, and in the corner was a woman whose skin was completely white. 
She was leaning her head against the wall, facing away from the door. He stared in confusion for a while, and he almost knocked on the door out of curiosity, but at the last second decided not to. He crept away from the door and walked back to his room. The next day, he returned to the door and looked through the keyhole. This time, all he saw was red. He couldn't make anything out besides a distinct red color. Perhaps the inhabitants of the room knew he was spying the night before and had blocked the keyhole with something red. At this point, he decided to consult the woman at the front desk for more information. She sighed and said, Did you look through the keyhole? The man told her that he had, and she said, Well, I might as well tell you the story then. A long time ago, a man murdered his wife in that room, and her ghost haunts it. But these people were not ordinary. They were white all over, except for their eyes, which were red. So, when he looked through the keyhole and saw the red, guess what it was looking back at him? <laughs> I like that little chill of an ending there. Ooh. Anytime you're in a hotel and they tell you to stay away from a room, I think I would heed the warning <laughs> because you never know what you might find. And speaking of finding something creepy and close to home... Here's a short tale of horror about things that lurk in the dark. The things that adults can't see. Child's eyes. Through the eyes of a child, the world is very different. Every child has a fear of what is lurking under their bed. They fear what is hiding in the closet or peeping in at them through the little crack in a door that's standing ajar. A doctor would tell you that children are much more perceptive than adults. Their eyes are able to see the things that an adult's eyes cannot see. When you grow up, you become blind to the dangers that creep and crawl through the darkness. Children can see what is truly there. They see the monsters. If you were to look 
for just one night through a child's eyes, you would know what true fear really is. If you were able to see again the things things you can only dimly remember from your childhood, imagine how terrifying that would be. Can you remember those sleepless nights, burrowing under your covers, shaking and shivering in the darkness, afraid to move, afraid to make a sound, afraid to breathe? Those are the nights that adults forget. The nights when you would cover yourself completely with your blankets so that the monsters could not see you. The nights when you would hold your breath so the monsters could not hear you. The nights when you would lie as still as possible so you would not attract their attention. I know you remember those nights. The only thing that would protect you was light. Bright light. You slept with the light on, and that made it safe. That meant they could not get you. Teenagers are caught in the middle. They still sense that something is there in the darkness. But they try to convince themselves it's just their imagination. They're embarrassed to sleep with the light on. Teenagers have forgotten that light is the only thing that can keep them away. While you're sitting there listening, do you think that the light from your room will be enough to keep them away? Sorry, it's not. Now look behind you with a child's eyes and try not to scream. I've had great fun telling these stories, and I hope you've enjoyed them and had great fun as well. So now I leave you to slip under your covers and turn out the lights and hope that uh, you can give your child's eyes a rest. (laughs) But just in case, just to be on the safe side, don't forget to check under your beds and the closet and make sure the doors are closed. Make sure the windows are locked. Make sure that you're safe and sound from all the monsters and creepy things that like to crawl at night. Don't forget to check those pillows. (laughs) Even the most innocent thing can turn out quite deadly. But while you do all that, please have a happy haunting, and I will see you next time.